You're listening to Ink Studs, and my guest this week is Jen Lee. Uh, Jen's new book, From No Brow, is The Wonderful Vacancy, as well as Jen's comic, um, Thunderpaw. Um, webcomic, I guess. I was going to say, Thunderpaw from from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's one of the more fantastic, quote-unquote, webcomics I've read in a while. Um, one of the most beautifully drawn um, and imaginative things I've seen. Um, I was very. I, it, I'm surprised, or maybe I'm not surprised, because I'm such an old fuddy sometimes. And then when I was instructed to read it, I was happily blown away. So thank you, Aww. Jen, for joining me today. Um, oh, thanks for having me. It's uh, there's so many interesting things about that, and I just like I feel like I just want to talk about pets with you all of a sudden. Okay. Do you want to know about 
It was like, I feel like the conversations those animals have are like the conversations like, I have with door. my cats. <laughs> um, but I kind of want to know more about where you come from uh, because Thunderpaw is so visually amazingly realized that I have a feeling there's a lot leading up to you being able to do something so meticulous. And so I'm just wondering about like your background, your interest of comics, um, kind of getting to the point of doing something. Um. Okay. Yeah. I I actually grew up not reading that many comics. Um. Like the most I did was just browse my brother's previews and steal his comics. And I'm really lazy, and I still am a lazy reader. Where I wouldn't read them, so I'd always steal all of them. He had Akira and Sandman, and I would take those, and I would just, like, look at them. I didn't even bother reading. I was like, oh, these are too many words. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> it's really bad. But I, w- I was little. I was, like, seven years old, you know. But, yeah, I just, that was the most of the comic world I had uh, as a child. And the first comic that I read getting to end all by myself with was mouse yeah so, um other than that most of uh the narratives i consume were video games and okay. cartoon movies and thunderpaw was actually always an idea i had that i wanted to make as a video game as a side-scrolling action rpg but i don't oh, really have the chop- yeah i don't have the chops to do that so that never happened <laughs> Well, it's not too late. Mm, I'm I I bought RPG Maker and I don't know all these doohickeys. I don't get it. Um. So did you have what was your like before we started? You mentioned you went to university. Did you go to do art or something else to, in college? Yeah. Oh yeah, I went to a school of visual arts for illustration. Oh, okay. Yeah, I already, I always knew. I was like, well, this, I'm good at this, so you should go into drawing. <laughs> I make it sound so bleak, but that's basically it. Uh, what were some of the uh, teachers that you had? At SCA? Yeah. Um, I think the ones that had most impact on me were, were ones uh, in comics. and I had really good illustration ones, of course, but... I didn't want to do what they their forte was, you know, editorial. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really my thing. But comics made sense. It was like telling a whole story and breaking down into little little pictures, little drawings. And, yeah. I'm trying were, to think. Like, uh, around what year did you go there? Oof. Oh, a long time ago, 2000, 2004 to 2008? It's not that long ago. You don't think so? <laughs> no. That's forever ago. I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. What kind of stuff were they, um, the teachers making you do at that point? Um, and did you find yourself kind of growing artistically from that? Um, I didn't really get anything out of assignments, but 
I got a lot out of certain teachers just, like, calling me out on my shit. Like, okay. Yeah, like, come on, work harder. Because I always had a problem with work ethic, if I'm honest. I always had a huge issue. I just, like, push things away. I'm like, I don't feel like doing it, so I'm just not going to do it. But a lot of my teachers are like, you know, you need to do better than this. Da, 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 da. I expect more of you. I'm making them sound more parenty. They they said it like I was a peer. They didn't look down on me, which I liked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I listened to them. I'm like, oh, they're not, they don't think I'm a child, but they're like, they think I could be good and I better get my shit together. I mean, I wasn't failing. I wasn't a horrible student. But yeah, I was like, mm, I could be working harder. You could. You, you needed to step up. Yeah. At that point. Right. It was like, and it, it, I look back on it, I was like, that is kind of ridiculous how it was just like pissing things away. And in college, especially art college, isn't cheap. And I no. was just, yeah, and I was just kind of like lackadaisical about it. Ugh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it's also like you're thrust into New York, too, which is expensive all on its own. Oh, my goodness, it so was. And I was so naive. I was like, oh, I love New York. Because, you know, I always went there with a, with a tourist eye, eating all the great food. But then having to live there, I was like, oh, I can't afford that. Why is this yogurt $7? Oh. <laughs> oh, New York. Uh, what, kind, what was the work like that you were making at that point? Hmm. Mm, pretty student work, you know, just trying out every little bit because teachers like teaching their students to work out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Which I agree with. So it was just that sort of stuff. And I, I dipped my toes in journal comics, but that was like, I hated that. And I'm glad they never made it online. (laughs) (laughs) There's no like live journal somewhere. There actually isn't. No, I have a deviant with artwork, but that's fine. It's not deleted. Anyone can find it, I think. I know uh, DeForge was very happy when his uh, live journal got hacked by the Russians. What? I didn't know about this. Yeah, it happens to a lot of folks' live journals where weird Russian folks have... Did they turn into a porn Something. They, probably a porn thing and just deleted everything that was on it. Whoa. Yeah. But he was, like, really relieved because all his old stuff was <laughs> off the web easily. Oh, that's funny. I remember um, DeForge shared one of his student works once, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that looks like my student work. It's just like you're just trying everything, and you're, you're pretty much ripping off other people. But I think it's fine. You're just a student. I don't care. Yeah, one of the things I've I've talked to other artists about is you kind of you take your influences and it and you kind of got to work through them. Yeah. And then whatever comes out on the other side is you. Yeah. Who, who were some of your influences at that point? In college? Yeah. Oh man, I couldn't tell you cuz I my my brain was seriously not in it at that time. But before that, it was so just video game. It was mostly just whole pieces instead of 
individuals. Yeah. So, like, huge ones were um, the game Echo the Dolphin. Mm-hmm. Sega Genesis, did you ever play that? Probably more than 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Do you remember what it's about? Kind of. It isn't like you're a dolphin. <sighs> it's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. Sigh. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty intense because um. So yeah, you're just a dolphin, but then you lose your entire family, like off the bat, like in the first level. I don't even know what you call it a level, but the just first your whole tragedy. Yeah, your your whole family like taken away, and you're like just alone. And the music changes; it changes from like happy Cabana music to just just like Pink Floyd droning music. I don't know how else to describe it. And then yeah, you then you're set off, and you have to travel through the oceans. I think there's like weird time travel involved too, and you had to find your family back. And, yeah, so that was a huge influence. <laughs> Were you all kind of in, in, always interested in, like, how animals work through things? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just started because animals are cool. I think everyone thinks animals are cool. Mm-hmm. But um, and I always, I grew up with pets and all that. And... And it was, like, a bit through art school, actually, where I was like, hmm, I think I really like going into the animal biz and studying animal behavior. Yeah. But I was, like, really afraid to tell my parents. So I didn't tell them. I just, like, pushed through it, graduated. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I think I want to go into becoming a dog behaviorist because that sounds really awesome. And... Yeah, and just learning, that was like my first therapy, I think. Learning how dogs think, I'm like, oh shit, they're like really basic and they just want to be safe and you're their caretaker and you just have to keep them safe. Of course, feed them all that, but you have to let them know. And I was like, you know, you have nothing to worry about. I'm not going to hurt you and I'll keep you away from things that'll hurt you. I'm like, oh my God, that's like, that makes so much sense. And that's the point that made me realize, like, hmm, I think that's what I was missing in my life. It's just a way to process things? Yeah. So how did you go about understanding the behaviors of dogs? Oh, it was a lot of research, because, I mean, uh, reading from professionals who actually worked with dogs. Um, That's a... Yeah, I didn't come with anything up on my own. Mm-hmm. But even that, like the researching, that like, did he talk to folks or was it mainly just? Oh, I see. Um, no, I was just looking up training. The training dogs are is really cool. So there's um, right now there's like two different schools. There's like one school who who's sticking with dominance theory, and it's just it's wrong. You don't have to dom your dog. You don't have to prove to them that you're their leader. You don't have to do that violent stuff to them. Because I just, yeah, it's like, that just scares them. It just sounds like an S&M thing, the way you describe it. Oh my goodness, I know. It it really does. It's like, because I think about it, I was like, man, what kind of real life human 
owns an animal is like, yeah, I'm just going to dom them. That sounds enjoyable. Like, that sounds awful. Like, to live in fear that your pet dog is going to become your master. (laughs) (laughs) He'll just wake up one morning and be like a leech thrown at you. Right. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, then there's the other school that has to do with just positive reinforcement. And, and then there's clicker training, which that's how they train dolphins. And Wishbone, do you remember Wishbone? What's the context? Wishbone? Yeah. Um, it was a kid's show, and there was this, this Jack Russell Terrier who would read books, and he would dress up in little outfits and act out the main characters no. in these books but i'm from canada oh well, so our would have loved wishbone our, our kids shows were really specific so if you want to talk about mr dress up you know, <laughs> mr dress up mr dress up and uh casey and finnegan and uh mr Ooh. dress up was pretty awesome you guys had better names i think we try well we make up for um monetary investments in our children's entertainment (laughs) we make it sound good so was there like i'm really interested in what came before thunderpaw because like i've said before it's so fully realized uh what kind of comics work um did you kind of work through to get there um not much if i'm honest uh, other than basic assignments, and maybe there was like two of them because I was mostly in illustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I can't. I'm trying to think. Oh, I think one of my thesis ones was taking. Oh, I hate it. I don't even want to talk about it. But it was just taking these uh, stories I took from the internet. It was about these patients in a mental hospital, and I did the comic on that. And, yeah, I don't really like it. <laughs> was that something they kind of said, okay, this is your assignment? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the... I think it was location as character. I think that was the thesis. So you had to focus on the environment being its own character. Okay. And so, so um, yeah, that's just... Ugh, I'm just thinking about it. I was like, well, I've never been in those places. And I'm like... That's, like, really rude. <laughs> it just feels kind of, like, insincere and exploitive. Yeah, it really is. Ugh. That's why I don't <laughs> like talking about it. So that was, like, my, my, my one thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, other than that, yeah, honestly, Thunderpaw was first comic I put online. Because it happened right after uh, I left my marketing job. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm always pushing off comics and I'm like, oh, it has to be this perfect thing. I'm like, well, let me just just do this because this is a simple story. I like dogs and oh, I can play with animation. I've never really done that before, and I I really only thought seven people were gonna be reading it, but then literally the next day after I after I released it, it just went everywhere on the internet. It was really overwhelming. I'm kind of overwhelmed talking <laughs> about that. Right now. I just can't. I can't believe that because it is a really simple, so simple of a story. It's simple, but I think that's one of the strengths. Yeah. Like for me, 
it's so easy to get into it. Like, there's simple stories where it's kind of like, all right, this is something for young adults. <laughs> yep, there's okay, this is what's going to happen. Well, and that's the thing. It's, I'm incredibly bored with YA comics right now. Like, I, I'm having a really tough time because so many comics publishers are really pushing these YA stuff. And most of the time, it's just like, it's very generic, very safe, very boring. Mm -hmm. uh, but your, your, your book, I mean, your series, well, I don't even know how to describe it. it feels... <laughs> My dog world. Yeah, your your dog world. Um, like it's very. I was gonna say human, um, but it's not. It's very dog. Uh, but the way you portray the characters, like there's such a sincerity to it. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. The uh, um. I pay attention to gestures. Yeah. Maybe that goes into it. Do you have... What? Do you have dogs? I do. I have two right now. Tell us about them. Um, well, I humanize them, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's Brody, and he's mainly my dog, and he's a Nikita, and he he's like a fake jock. He's not very athletic, but he—I he, feel like he has that very fake jock attitude. Like uh, he's big and he knows he's big. Yeah, he does that. He postures a lot. Like I—I I avoid other stranger dogs when I'm walking with him. Like oh, you're just going to be an asshole, and I don't feel like dealing with that right now. <laughs> like, luckily, he doesn't through dog training. Luckily, he doesn't lunge or bark or make a nuisance of things. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to just like turn around. But if I were, if I let him get, meet them, he would definitely just, he would tackle them to the ground, not actually puncturing any skin, but he would just be like, hey, I'm just going to show you how tough and strong I am. So just so you know, it has nothing to do with anything. So he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, he is. And then there's Vector, and that's mainly my boyfriend's dog. And he's a Doberman. He's just... He's very smart and very polite, and he's the social butterfly. Like, when we have parties, he's the one that's greeting every single person. Brody's the one who who does some act. He does some act. I can't explain it, but he does. He tells a joke, and then he <laughs> just, like, goes and lays down in the other room. <laughs> yeah, and the jokes aren't good. What I mean by jokes, he just does something, like, everyone, like, Look at that dog. What is that dog doing? He'll, like, put on a hat. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, one time he just decided to drink a ton of water, and then he walked in the middle of where everyone was, and he just started, like, drooling all over the carpet. And then that was, that was it. And then he walked away into another room. He's kind of like a George Costanza dog. <gasps> oh, no. It's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's true. I never realized that, but oh no. <laughs> um So how did kind of Thunderpaw catching on so quick um affect how you told the story or wanted to do with the comic? Um, I was pretty lax with it for a really long time. 
Yeah. It was only until I started the Patreon it, I, it started affecting it. And for the better, I think, not for the worse, where I'm actually... Because now I actually have to put out regular updates. Like, before the Patreon, I was breaking every webcomic rule. I was not updating to schedule. I was going on random hiatus and not saying anything till like, kind of later. I'm like, okay, I'm not nervous anymore, and I'll tell you. <laughs> no, And, of course, no one was angry. We were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You gotta do what you gotta do. Well, just so much. It seems like quite a lot of work goes into each episode. Oof. Yeah, there is. I think the most of it is dialogue, and the latest pages involve a lot of dialogue, and that is my weak point. But for, as far as the animation, I've gotten used to it. Yeah. So I think that means I need to. I need to experiment with trying to animate other things, probably. But um, but yeah, the Patreon has forced me to work more efficiently. What year did you start the Thunderpaw? Two thousand twelve, I think. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. It's been around longer than I thought. That is a really oh wow! That is a long time. Yeah, two thousand twelve. August. <laughs> um, so is there a ending destination in mind, or is it just kind of you let life go? Um, with that book. Yeah, there is. There's well, there's two main ones, but I'm leaning. Excuse me, but I'm leaning more on one goal in mind now. But yeah, I'm just that's just the way I've been working, even with just the tiny chapters. Like, okay, this is the goal in this chapter, and and I fill in the gaps as I go in. Now you had a fill in. Uh, for what, like five chapters or mm. something? Mm. With, with Sloane and I forget the other person. Oh, yeah, Alvin. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. that was my first little guest art and guest writing. It was with the deer talking about, talking about um, what had happened to their herd. Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. tell me about... Um, bringing someone else in or another team into the into the book. Um, into this, I keep saying book. It's not a book, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really cool because it was always a thing I wanted to do. And I knew there were like some people who were pretty eager to do it, but I was like, I really want to pay people to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a lot of work. Just writing and even sketching. I mean, all the work goes into the sketching, really. Uh, but yeah, I've been friends with Sloane since... Since I came back online. And I think... I thought she was, like, the perfect person to ask. Mm -hmm. First person to ask, like, hey, you want to you wanna draw some deer stuff? And I, and I know she, like... She liked it, and she would be honest, too, if she felt like doing it or not. And that's what I really wanted out of, if I do any guest comics, is just someone who who feels the universe, and but could still provide their own voice into it, and just be into it. Well, I think uh, Sloane is kind of one of the perfect folks to fit 
what you've been doing. Yeah, I think so. She's someone whose work really excites me and just yeah. happy to see her because she does so many different things. She does. She works so much. I love it. You're oh, awesome, wow. Sloan. <laughs> Hi, Sloan. Hey. Um, now, Vacancy, your book from No Brow, um, mm-hmm. the reason we are connected today to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me how was that... that- cash register no that was just something falling on the floor oh okay that would be pretty awesome doing this in a store <laughs> yeah i'm sorry go on <laughs> um let's talk about vacancy your your new no brow thing is that your first print comic it is it definitely is and it's with my favorite publisher and i remember the internet this is an amazing age because I remember I they first approached me, and it was just through Twitter in a DM. And I guess they saw I was, like, active at the time on Twitter, and I was tweeting about something irrelevant. And then I just got a DM, like, hey, you want to send a picture of something? We'd, like, we'd love to work with you. And, and I took 15 minutes to reply, because I was just... I had to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I, I, I was like, I what? I just have that one dog comic, and uh, and I love, I love all the books they publish because they, they're totally me. That's what yeah. I love. just like you know, very low key, dreary, British stuff. <laughs> but I, that's what I like. All the the color palette too, and uh, meticulous. Yeah. And, um, I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, I forgot I what know. I was building off on. Just talking about doing, uh, a self-contained book like this for, for No Brow. And, like, one of the things is kind of that intimidations of, um, it being your first print book and for, like, not just anyone. It's not oh. like you're doing a mini-comic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was interesting, like... Luckily, with working with you, don't hear my dog barking right now, do you? Very faintly, doesn't not enough to really. Okay, matter. all right. It's kind <laughs> of endearing. Okay. Um, so before that, I was used to working with other clients and marketing and just private commissions, and so I do enjoy working with other people. But this one was different because it was working with someone else, but on my idea. Yeah. And so that kind of puts me in the spotlight, and those are things I have to just, like, work through. And it reminded me of, like, you know, my best my best situations in, in college, where you're working with with the teacher, and they're, like, in, they're, like, earnestly into your project, and that's, that's, like, an amazing feeling. Yeah. And, but also their judgments on how the business works. That's also, like, a really neat thing to have. Because there's so many things I don't think of. Like, what what kind of things? Um, one thing recently was, was format. Like, I got confused. And I was like, ooh, I want to I, I wanna book um, in horizontal format. But then my editor, he was like, oh, we can't do that. Because just the way the business is, it would basically be stuffed into children's books so mm-hmm. not a lot of people would pick pick it up so it's just business things like that 
And also, it's nice to have just those fresh eyes on on your stories. Like, is is that how characters would actually react to each other? Does that make sense? Or is just that is that just a weird thing in my head? So is it like editorial guidance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. It's like it doesn't it doesn't cross any. <laughs> creative boundaries or anything with me it's like it's the perfect amount i i really love it now do you see that it um does it occupy the same world as um thunderpaw oh yeah yeah it does not so strictly like i don't have it all written out not the timeline but yeah obviously it does it's there's human wars going on and animals are confused and they're just trying to live. So I think just naturally they, they would be connected. Um, what is it that connects you to that of just pulling the people right out of it? Um, other than an excuse to not drop <laughs> bustling towns, um, I guess just, I just really like working with the theme of abandonment mm-hmm. and just being alone. Even when you have other people around, like you might feel a little, a little alone and you're trying to work through that. So I think that's basically it. Yeah. How, how animals come together. Yeah. And packs. Did you say hacks? Packs. Oh, packs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's those. Those are fun uh, symbiotic relationships in Animal Kingdom. In our world too, we have them too with animals. Those are really neat. And with people. Yeah. We got our pack mentalities. <laughs> um. Now, tell me uh, a little bit, kind of artistically, about this book, um, especially. Um, and the same with Thunderpaw is your use of color and kind of color choice. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think beyond because obviously there's something beyond it. Like, well, it's just the colors I like. Okay. Well, actually with Thunderpaw, it is just the colors I like because since I knew it was going to be animated, I wanted to stick with just, you know, several colors, make yeah. it simpler for me. And I had to pick colors that I just I just love and I would never get sick of. Mm-hmm. And those are colors I've never been sick of. Like even back in Crayola days, those were always the colors I love matching up. Just so from, that's your staple. Yeah, just from the Crayola markers, bold. Like those were the colors, and I'm like, oh yeah, those are those are top notch. Um, vacancy, vacancy. I um, it was built on just. On a limited palette, but mm-hmm. then I found out through that the way they printed, I was able to to play with the colors a lot. So that was neat, and that was something I was like, I'm still kind of new to. Like I really, I don't know how to paint. I actually really don't understand colors that much. It's really, I wish I were smart enough to understand <laughs> color theory. Maybe if I took classes, I would have understood it, but um, I guess that was one thing that was in college that was that 
dampened the whole thing because since I was in illustration and a lot of it was real media, mm-hmm. and this was still in the day where digital work was very, hmm, you know, frowned upon, no good. And that's what I, I've always been used to. So, you know, you're expected to paint. And you're mostly expected to know the basics of painting, and I didn't even know that. So I don't understand color other than other than blue and yellow makes green. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, really ridiculous. So the way I do it, and this, is, this might have taken the most time in vacancy. So I do, so since it's uh, digital, you, know, you have layers and you mix the colors. I mix the colors through that way. I'm like, wow, why is it making that color? And then I spend a lot of time trying to understand it. And I'm sure it works way differently than in, in, in real media. But it's still just, wow, it is bonkers to me. I have no what? idea how to do any of it. So <laughs> it is, it, to me, it's just magic. Like, like some wizard did something on a computer. It kind of is, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I feel like... I feel like my thing is working with muddy characters, but then not characters, colors, muddy colors, and then having just that one pop of some color, which might be good, might be bad, but most people seem to like it, so I'll keep doing it, and I like it too. What's neat with the book is you do kind of play with colors in a way where you'll have like spreads that'll be different colors from pages to pages mm-hmm. um, to kind of really... Because it's a, it's a shorter piece of work. It's like twenty four pages. Yeah. Um, but it, you play with it in a way um, that gives it this like increased depth, where it's not just like reading one twenty four page comic, but these are different parts, and you're in different parts with it. Does that make sense, or do I just? Oh no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, someone. Ooh, I feel bad. I forget the name, but someone wrote about it, and I was so happy someone wrote about it. But they were talking about my attention to the time of day in vacancy. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time. Like, time of day is really important to me, so I'm going to make sure to that it makes sense. And, you know, so I made sure. I, a lot of it doesn't take time during noontime. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how... That's when colors are very a lot of contrast and like mm, I don't know how to do that so everything better take place in dusk and dawn in nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> I like that <laughs> daytime is nap time it is nap time work time do you ever try doing colors based on what and this is something I have no clue about on uh, what the dogs would be seeing with their limited vision I don't know I never thought of that, but that could make sense. Like, I have no idea what colors dogs see. Um, they, uh, for a while the rumor was black and white, but they actually, they can't see, like, greens or something. Oof, don't quote me on it. Hey, I'm just into their behavior. <laughs> 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 um... Now, earlier you were talking about the Patreon for Thunderpaw, and um, I want to talk a little bit about how that model supported you in being able to do this. 
Um, it pretty much just buys my time. Uh, yeah. It's I obviously don't. It doesn't pay for me full time, you know, to live comfortably and pay bills and loans. But it fills in a lot of time, and it really helps out because I live. My cost of living in Idaho is so low here. Mm-hmm. So it fills in like half of my mortgage. So wow, it's like yeah, it's amazing. You don't even want to know what that would be in Vancouver. I don't, and oh, I love. I've never been to Vancouver, but I really want to. It sounds like a place I'd want to live in. But yeah, it's understandably very, very expensive. Like ooh, I don't know. Hmm, kind of like the Idaho rural thing. <laughs> they have chickens and stuff. So are you in a small town? Um. Yeah. There's only. I think the population is fifty thousand. Okay. So it's pretty small. There's a little bubble. It's a it's a very little Mormon bubble. Oh wow. Yeah, that's way different than what I've grown up grown up with or yeah. So, so a lot of <laughs> wild nights there. <laughs> really wild nights. There's a lot of gunshots actually. <laughs> yeah, I live next to a um, a shooting range, and I don't know what guns they're allowed to have there, but I swear they get in cannons, and it's so scary. How do you live through that? Um, I just try to listen to the chickens. I mean, it's I'm making it sound like it's a lot louder than it is. You only hear it if you're outside. It, it doesn't go on all the time, but it is definitely... I haven't gotten used to it. I was like, oh, man, guns are scary. <laughs> uh, they are. <laughs> uh, no, it's not necessarily the, 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 the scariness of guns, which which they are. It's more, I would just be... The loudness? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's already really quiet here. And I think the train noises are a lot more annoying than the guns, so... They're least, yeah, so that noise is the least of my woes. So being in a rural um, location, do you ever go to any comic shows? Do you have any plans to go to any comic shows? or? I don't. I did, um, the last one I went to was Cab. Oh, okay. Cause I just, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I'm dropping things. Um, just because I knew, I just know New York. Yeah. And that and I have this I have this problem where I'm really scared of traveling alone unless I know the place. Mm-hmm. So it was like that place. I was like, okay, I can do that. That's fine. That's the only place. I would like to go to others, but then there the expenses cuz flying out of Idaho is crazy. Really? Yeah, I think I think the um the New York one round trip that was like nine hundred dollars. Jesus. Yeah. So it's basically you just go somewhere you can drive to. Right. Wow. So that one, like, kind of. I mean, I could, I, I can write that off in my taxes, but it's still just like a huge chunk of change. It's but a big I, investment. Yeah, but I am close to Seattle and Portland. Okay. Like, like a day's drive. So, and I like those places. So I think I could, I would definitely be willing to go to those. 
Well, yeah. I suggest it. Come to the West Coast sometime. Vancouver I, would be happy to yeah. have you up here. Yeah. It's a temperate rainforest in the Pacific Northwest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I'm feeling that. I mean, I'm right next to Yellowstone, but... Mmm. All that green and the, the trees and all the water. I'm pretty yeah. sick of the dry here. Yeah. Didn't last summer they, like... There were roads that were actually melting... What? Yellowstone. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that. Yeah. But probably. <laughs> and there's, there's that whole super volcano thing there too. Oh yeah. But I we're didn't... all fucked because of that. Ugh. Yeah. At least it's a quick dev. I remember I didn't know anything about that until we were driving into town. I'm like what? <laughs> I was like I could just die and not know it. I'm like I guess that's okay. I don't know it. As long as they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You'll, you'll make it through the nuclear winter. <laughs> or you won't, and you'll miss it all. Um, I don't know. I totally derailed us. I'm sorry, Jen. No, that's okay. We were talking about colors, and we went into... Rural. I don't know. Rural, rural life. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a fantastic book, and uh, the the web comic's really fantastic, and I'm kind of interested uh, where you're going to go from there. Do you see kind of continuing with the same motifs, or in which one? Uh, with um, all of it, with whatever you decide to do next. Yeah, uh, probably supplementary to Thunderpaw. Yeah, I mean, I'll make it work. There were definitely things. Three months ago, I really wanted to do in Thunderpaw, but then when it came when I came up to that point in the story, I was like, uh, I don't really want to do that anymore. You know, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. But that's that's the cool thing about the webcomic, and it's just me. I'm able to decide off the bat, like, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore, which is nice. But it's also kind of bad because I don't have... I don't do the smart thing of having a bunch of pages ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So, like, I still have one page to do right now for this month's update. But, yeah, so I just I just wing it, pretty much. Do you kind of give yourself amount you should have each month? Um, I try to, but I really, I just change my, my mind. I, I'll do thumbnails, and I'll have a very, very loose script. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, I don't think, I'm not sure that character will really do that, and if this character does that, then I'm going to have to go down whatever path, and I don't really want, I don't really want to do all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just change that whole path. Okay, for right now, let's see. Oh, might be a spoiler. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be released, so it's okay. So uh, the deer, were, one of the deer characters wasn't supposed to be escorting the dogs through the territory. Mm -hmm. Like, originally they were just going to be left behind, and the dogs will be alone again. And I just didn't feel like having them alone yeah. again. I was like, I don't know. I, I've already played with that. I'm, I feel like playing with a, another character, and how is that? How is it that going to affect Bruno? Because I kind of hinted that he really likes control. So how is that going to... 
how's that going to make him act? And like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go that way. It's fun to see how they, they interact with other characters and yeah. adjust in situations. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like work through it with them too. We're like, well, let's see at my worst time. How did I react? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's all I do. <laughs> do you ever put your dog in a situation? Like, okay, what's he going to do? I don't actually. That would probably be horrible. It would. I'm like, no, he's gonna <laughs> Okay, we're going into the forest. Oh, no, my uh, my dog Brody. He actually doesn't really like hikes because he gets really just on edge because he thinks he's being followed by something, and then that freaks me out, and we're just freaking each other out. It just doesn't work mm. out. Yeah, it's like, what do you what do you hear? And it's like, well, what do you hear? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks for joining me today, Jen. Yeah, thanks, uh, Robin. Really enjoyed talking to you about your book, Vacancy, and your webcomic, The Wonderful Thunderpaw. Uh, both very excellent, and I highly, highly recommend folks check them out. Um, they're pretty fantastic. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.